0: Good morning, I'm Anna Palmer.
1: And I'm Jake Sherman.
0: And welcome to The Daily Punch, watched to you by Punchbowl News. It's Friday, March 11th, 2022. Let's get into the mix. Here are your Washington headlines of the day. Number one, takeaways from the House Democratic retreat. Number two, the latest on Senate government funding. And number three, Shalanda Young finally gets movement on her nomination. All right, Jake, let's get to it. We are both in Philadelphia.
1: City of brotherly love
0: there you go uh it's been a great trip so far we had a, a big event last night but uh this morning we were leading punchable news am with kind of some takeaways from the retreat and a real shift in kind of the democratic caucus thinking about how and when to use executive power
1: yeah listen we've picked up on something here uh we have a lot of democrats come talk to us at the retreat uh Almost to a person, they mentioned executive orders. Now, you'll know executive orders is the president uh, having a limited ability, although it depends how it depends who you ask how limited that ability is to um, uh, enact policy changes on his own. So we're 242 days until Election Day. This is kind of a recognition that the calendar is what it is, as Mitch McConnell would say. Um, and uh, Pramila Jayapal, chair of the, Pro- the Congressional Progressive Caucus, that's a big, big phrase, uh, suggested to us that and to uh, reporters that they are going to roll out, her group is going to roll out a bunch of executive actions next week. Jim Clyburn said he's spoken to the president about executive orders. Raul Ruiz, the chair of the Congressional Hispanic Caucus, said Biden should lift the refugee cap by executive order. So a bunch of different, um, different lawmakers suggesting that they want biden to take action on his own now uh, i would say there's some political peril in this obviously you you can't go too far on executive orders but again a recognition the calendar is the enemy and also a recognition that legislating is stalled i mean uh, even though democrats might not suggest that themselves um legislating is stalled you need 60 votes to do anything in the senate um getting 60 votes for anything is a is a huge heavy lift and and quite frankly um this is a way around it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think it totally, I agree with you 100%, a recognition that, uh, you know, there's not that many months in the calendar until the election. And I mean, honestly, 2022 has not been a great time for the Biden administration and Congress working together, whether it's on voting rights, whether it's on the larger Build Back Better uh, bill. I mean, almost everything has stalled here besides just kind of the basic blocking and tackling. And I think it's a recognition that they are likely uh, to not have uh, the majority in November and things are only going to get tougher. And so if they want to have these priorities moved. Uh, Congress might not be the place to get it done.
1: Yeah, and I I would say that the executive orders might even pick up at a faster clip in the Biden administration in uh, 2023 if he doesn't have the majorities in either house because legislating is going to be damn difficult if Kevin McCarthy or whoever the Republican speaker might be if Republicans take the house. Although, listen, uh, uh, this isn't in the newsletter this morning. It was in Punchbowl News midday yesterday. Um, Sean Patrick Maloney, the chair of the DCCC, the Democratic Congressional Campaign Committee, says there's bright spots. Uh, for Democrats in 2022 I'm not uh, his bright spots are that, that that redistricting went better for them than otherwise um uh it might have been uh which is a uh that's a bright that is uh uh kind of rose-colored glasses but um you know you you can't you gotta win the races so um Democrats feel like they have a chance in 2022 um and uh We'll have to see. I mean, we are 242 days away again, and a lot could happen in those 242 days.
0: Absolutely. Before we shift over, just want to note that last night we threw a Cocktails and Conversations at the Dem retreat uh, in conjunction with the caucus And we uh, our own Heather Cagle actually interviewed uh, House Democratic Caucus Chair Hakeem Jeffries at that event. But we had a ton of members and staff come and you, Heather, and I are going to rap about kind of our takeaways from that conversation and the House Democratic retreat in general. And we'll have a bonus uh, podcast episode coming out soon. So look for that. Let's move on to the number two story of the morning here. Uh, what's happening in the Senate? The Senate passes a 1.5 trillion dollar omnibus, and the government is now funded. Jake,
1: wait for it until October. Yeah, that's good news for Senate for the Senate and the House and all lawmakers is that they got finally they got their fiscal year 2022 uh, spending bill passed. Um, Five months into the year, into the fiscal year. So, um, you know, not really a timely bill, but a huge victory. It includes huge increases in domestic and and defense spending. Mitch McConnell voted for the legislation. Republicans voted for the legislation, although not all of them, Thirty one of them voted against it, which is uh, to be expected on a bill of this size. Um, But a big victory for Chuck Schumer, who had a good week. Uh, Senate passed an anti-lynching bill, postal reform legislation. Uh, You'd have to say you got to got to give got to give credit where it's due that the um, uh, they got this bill through. It also includes a reauthorization of the Violence Against Women Act, a big victory that had lapsed for a long time. Uh, and you, uh, uh, you just got to give it to him. This is a very big win for Schumer and for appropriators who have spent months trying to get this bill across the finish line. Also includes money for Ukraine, um, uh, fourteen billion dollars in emergency spending to Ukraine and uh, eastern flank NATO allies to protect against the threat from Russia.
0: It also includes hundreds of earmarks for members yes. and senators for the first time in a decade. Although, of course, they're not called earmarks anymore. They're instead called, now, Jake, this is great, Community Project Funding.
1: Well, I don't care what they call them. They're earmarks. <laughs> um, I mean, they they've are... been
0: vetted in a, in a in a very thorough manner. Um, I don't mean to, to, to kind of cast aspersions on them, but it's just uh, it's, it's people who've covered uh, Congress, and it's funding earmarks have been one of the things that a lot of folks have pointed to to say, like, you know, there's not a lot of carrots anymore to get members to go along with bills, and this is certainly one of them, um, you know, dozens of lawmakers in both parties will now have hundreds of projects they can brag about back home when they go before voters this fall.
1: Congress is, you know, listen, Congress is reasserting its power of the purse. I mean, the argument was, why let the Biden administration choose projects when when members can choose projects? And I think that is a, that argument won out at the end of the day. Uh, Steny Hoyer was a big proponent of this. Uh, Nancy Pelosi and, and, and Mitch McConnell are both appropriators. So uh, I don't think they were upset to see these come back either
0: all right let's move on to the number three story of the morning Shalonda Young, you've heard us talk about her for the past several months at different times. She is the Biden administration's nominee to be the director of the Office of Management and Budget, a longtime uh, Capitol Hill aide who was really publicly supported for this position in an unusual way uh, by several members of Congress and Democratic leaders coming out supporting uh, her nomination, which has kind of languished, but now there is some
1: movement on it. Shalonda Young is going to be the the director of OMB. She's the acting director now. Um, it is a, a uh, uh, Chuck Schumer has filed cloture to break a filibuster on Shalonda Young's nomination. And uh, we expect it'll pass with a wide bipartisan margin. Uh, and um, quite frankly, this is uh, a, a big deal because her nomination has been stalled. But she's been in that position for a while. And uh, we expect that to pass pretty soon.
0: All right, and with that, thanks so much for listening. Both Jake and I are going to be heading to South by Southwest. If you are going to be there, want to look us up, you can email us name at punchbowl.news. And with that, as always, thanks so much for listening. Leave us a rating and review. You can also subscribe to Punchbowl News at punchbowl.news. Have a great day and stay safe.